Welcome to the Your Marketing Sucks podcast, the number one place to learn about marketing, client acquisition, and growing your healthcare practice online from industry-leading CEOs, CMOs, and healthcare professionals. This podcast is powered by Greater Media, Phoenix's no BS healthcare growth firm, and is hosted by founders Andrew Flowers and Connor King. Now, let's get to today's show. Hey, 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 how's it going? <laughs> I hope you're having a fantastic morning, middle of the day, mm. evening, or middle of the night, uh, even if you're super committed. I'm Andrew, <laughs> and I'm here with Connor, and this is episode like, three of the podcast, but really touching on the power of psychology and healthcare practices and how that plays into marketing. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah, let's kind of dive right into it. Uh, I know our last one went over a little bit, so let's let's stay on time on this one if we can. Um, yeah, the power of psychology. You want to get into it a little bit? Focusing yeah. mostly on so, the advertising side of things to begin here. So really what it comes down to in a healthcare practice is understanding when I'm doing advertising online, are you utilizing psychology? Because I think – as a doctor, you understand that there is some level of psychology involved in everything. I mean, they have degrees on psychology. You can get, you know, there's, you go to a psychologist or a psychiatrist if you're feeling depressed. There is, you know, psychology has been ingrained into human culture as something that's just part of the human condition, I guess, more, more or less, mm-hmm. is there's a psychological, you know, experience in everything that, that takes place. Mm-hmm. And that does not exclude going to the doctor. No, it does not. Whether you're you're sick or whether you're going for a well visit or, you know, if you're in high school and you got to get a physical, (laughs) you know, there's psychology that plays into every one of these things. Mm -hmm. And so understanding not only in the advertising, but in the in-practice marketing, how does this psychology really impact the, the, you know, the conversion rate, the return on investment, you know, the significance of the efforts that you're that you're doing so let's kind of you know you want to talk a little bit about i was just going to start with kind of a question that you know people can i guess think about throughout the podcast you know sit down and think where am i implementing psychology in my current efforts whether that is in the practice whether that is online what does this psychology ever, look like well yeah what does that look like and, and just sit down and, and kind of think you know have i ever where where have i put psychology in place where have i thought about it enough to say okay someone might subconsciously think this when they walk in and see this or on my page when they look at this or you know getting into things like color psychology on websites i know you're very familiar with that how powerful that really is you know what i mean so sitting and just kind of ponder you know what what is, what have i put psychology into and if the answer is no i think this should be kind of a you know wake up call start thinking about it start really getting on top of it yeah so asking yourself you know as a as a doctor you should ask yourself hey you know Number one, what is this psychology stuff that these two guys on the internet are talking about? <laughs> but but understanding how you know what what is psychology in my practice? What does it mean to my patients? If I'm a dentist, you know what's the psychology? Uh, you know of the kids that are coming into my practice. What are, you know what are their parents' psychology? Because their parents are the ones paying the bills. You know, are their kids happy? Are their kids scared of of going to the dentist? Mm-hmm. I know I don't want to say it's like dental phobia. But <laughs> <laughs> it's but. You know, it's a stereotype. A lot of kids are afraid of the dentist or the doctor or getting shots. I know that's the big one that scares a lot of kids. You see this I hated you know, getting shots six foot younger. needle coming out of the back <laughs> of the office. <laughs> they turn around the corner with exactly. that. What is the psychology? How do I combat those those stereotypes and the prejudices people may have to 
uh, different experiences that they've had in the past at my office. If I'm a chiropractor, you know, there's a lot of people who don't believe in what chiropractors do and in chiropractic, uh, you know, science and philosophy. Um, how do I combat that with psychology? If I'm a plastic surgeon, you know, there's some people who think that it's just all fake and you're filling yourself with plastic. And there's other people who think that it's, in a, a, you know, a very prominent benefit to boosting self-esteem and to, you know, whether that's lose weight or reduce different uh, body parts. I'm not going to go into that a little, a little more deeper, but, you know, there's people who see the benefits and the cons in each of these practices. And so how are you using psychology in both your advertisements and your marketing to combat whatever those are and then create positive uh, attributes in the minds of your potential patients. So getting into a little bit on that marketing side of, of psychology, I know Connor kind of mentioned uh, color psychology. That's just one of the many parts of psychology, but really the, the most prominent one being you're using psychology to create what's called a powerful association. Now, it's a psychological concept called priming and anchoring. Really what it comes down to is how do you connect your practice with, say, an attribute? So for plastic surgeons, for example, you have this, this attribute of, say, you know, self-esteem, you know, self-confidence. People go, you know, to get plastic surgery to feel more self-confident. Whether that's, you know, I need lip fillers or I need a bigger butt, or I need, you know, other extremities altered. Going and getting these operations will increase self-esteem. And so understanding how do I create that, that connection between the two? How do I produce content in a way that my practice can be easily identified with self-confidence? Mm. And that you know, most effectively is done through video content. Of course, there's also pictures that can portray that. You know, if you want to start a podcast like we're doing right now, but honing in on what is that attribute and how do I create that connection? Because you want it to be when somebody thinks of your practice, they instantly, you know, think at the same time of that attribute. You know, if I'm thinking of, you know, Dr. James, uh, plastic surgery. Oh, Dr. James, yeah, plastic surgery. And then subconsciously I'm thinking, self-confidence man i could look good getting some plastic surgery connor if you had lip fillers would you be feeling you know you feel more <laughs> feel more confident more beautiful more you know whatever the case may be understanding creating that association you're associating the two and then through the use of video content i know we've developed a strategy here and, and taken a few different strategies that have worked and combined them into something called a flytrap funnel and it's, you know, essentially talking about and bases the whole philosophy on anchoring, taking that, that association that you've created between your brand and attribute. And through the use of advertising and, and marketing, you are anchoring that in the subconscious part of the human, of, you know, your, your prospect's brain. So that when you do go and approach them, hey, we're having this special and we'd love for you to come be a new patient. They're, they've already got this thing. Ah, Dr. James wants me to become a patient. Man, Dr. James, I'm telling you, if I got those lip fillers, man, I would be, I'd be A1. Understanding, you know, there are, I think it's about two to 400 million neurons in the subconscious part of that decision-making brain. 
when there's only I think it's like two to four hundred in the regular part of the decision making brain, the yeah. active part of the decision making brain. So if you're able able to anchor that subconsciously in their mind, when you do approach them for a conversion, they're already primed and in a position to, you know, they already got all this information. All four hundred neurons are like, man, those lip fillers, and their <laughs> their active brains like Dr. James, and it's you know on on you know on a snap they're instantly going to convert you know more likely than not into a positive return on investment conversion for your your practice yeah no most definitely i think the power of it is just incredible uh, and people don't think about it enough i think you know an easy way to kind of think about it and wrap your head around it because it can be very complicated is you know looking into what a cognitive bias is and i know you probably have um, you know, and a, a good understanding of this, and I know we've worked on it over time. Understanding, though, that you know, as humans, there are errors in our thinking, right, that affect the way we look at things, the way we judge things, and the way that we make decisions, right. And you know, a basic example is kind of like that—that that bandwagon effect, if you will, right. Like I'm more likely to do something if five of my friends go do it. You know what I mean? And, and, and looking at psychology in a way of that, because I think some of those things are easier to grasp for people. Uh, and, and easier to understand. And it just kind of simplifies it. One thing I know I wanted to touch on, though, as you talked about that, uh, is, is a problem I know that we see pretty often. And that is, <laughs> we, we call them clipboard salesmen. You know what I mean? And, oh, and my goodness. Online, every, everyone's <laughs> had someone come to their door and try and sell them something. Everybody's oh, walking to Costco. Costco and, there you go. <laughs> and sold the solar at the front. or you know, The blenders, the Vitamix. Yeah, and, and you don't want to buy it, right? And yeah, then you got someone walking security. out to you all the time. What does that look like online? Why is that a problem? And, and oh, how I can know, you fix that? You know? I know that we've seen it. You know, we'll check. You know, we're looking at different practices here in Phoenix. For example, doing some prospecting. We see, you know, I'm not going to name names, but you have this, you know, the, these different practices that are in different industries. And they're running, you know, you look at their ad sets because that's all, of course, viewable on Facebook since mm-hmm. the 2016 election. We can now see who's running what ads and what their ads are. Um, but looking at, you know, they're running, wow, they're running 12 ads that are all come book an appointment, come book an appointment, come book an appointment. Like, <laughs> you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Because the same, the same way that people will respond to you if you show up at their door trying to sell them pest controls, the same way they're going to respond if you show up on their phone unannounced yeah. saying, hey, let me slam you with, come on and be a patient of mine. I want to scroll right past it every time. Exactly. I don't like ever stop Take this into <laughs> account. The average user on Facebook spends about one point, I think it's 1.8 or 1.5 seconds. Actually, it's 1.8 seconds on yeah, each 1. piece 8. of content as they're scrolling through their phone. I mean, you think about it, and that's the data we got right now. Think about in like three years when these, you know, these kids who are, 12 or 15 or these kids who are 14 or 17. I mean, their screens are going to catch fire. They're swiping so fast. <laughs> I mean, attention span is quick. There's think about it. And so you want to shoot for time. when you're showing video ads, for example, when, you, when you're using a funnel. Uh, and that's another piece of advice. Always build a funnel. You need a multi-step program. I, I know this isn't like a, this isn't like a 67 <laughs> steps to success to get rich quick kind of, you know, this is, Build a funnel because you, you don't want to just show up, like Connor said, as a clipboard salesperson, a digital clipboard. Hey, buy my stuff. Because yeah. that's like the worst thing. Nobody, they didn't invest any time into getting to know you. They didn't, 
to ask, you know, what your problem is. They're just blanketing. You could be perfectly happy with your pediatrician and they're just like, we're better. Yeah. Like, you got to be kidding me. I'm going to swipe. If you could choose one way to sell a product, I don't think door to door is going to be the first way to do it. Would you want to find out this person, this prospect? I want to show them a few things. I want to give them some value. Yeah. So that they can say, wow. He's giving me so much value. Well, and be able to test. I understand. I know who this pediatrician is. I know where they are. I know who they are. I know what their office looks like. I've heard some testimonials from their patients. Sounds like that might be a good fit for me. And I, yeah, subconsciously thinking. They're making this I know who they are. I've already got this thing scoped out in my sights. And then four days later, hey, wow, they're accepting some new patients. I might as well go ahead and take this opportunity and... There you go, a new patient. That's that's how it works. But you want them to dig the problem up themselves, right? Exactly. You want them to find you and discover you and actively exactly approach you. But by distributing video content, for example, in this funnel, getting back to that attention rate, you want to shoot for people who you know will consume about ten seconds, you know, give or take ten seconds of your content. I mean, because that's five hundred percent more time. Mm. Than they're spending on the average other piece of content. I think it's five hundred and fifty percent more time that they're spending on any other piece of content. Yeah. On Facebook, just for example, Facebook and Instagram, because Instagram is owned by Facebook. But you know, taking for example, you don't want to be a digital clipboard salesperson. You want to create a funnel, invest time, position your audience, so you have a psychological advantage. Because I mean, as a dentist, I mean, I know, in, I mean. Odds are, and you know, I can't speak on this 100%, but they're not going to teach you psychology in marketing in dental school and how you can have a competitive edge. Because I get, you know, I'm, I'm solid to say this I guarantee you, if you're not leveraging psychology, nine times out of 10, your competitors are doing it. Mm. And the thing is, is they're able to target people who live close to you, who live five miles away from you. Yeah. People who know about you. People who, you know, their friends go to you. Their their friends' kids are your are your patients. Their revenue is your revenue, but could be your revenue. But your competitors are almost sticking their hand right in your pocket. <laughs> I mean, really that's what it comes down to. If you're, you know, if you're dentist A or or pediatrician A on the corner of, you know, Central and Sesame Street, <laughs> right out here in in the backyard. But you know, if you're that that healthcare practice, and then there's another one, you know, four or five miles away, you know, maybe even ten miles away. Mm-hmm. You know, say someone's in the Biltmore area and you're down in Gilbert, mm-hmm. they'll they'll reach right down into Gilbert, throw some ads at your potential clientele. You could be blasting out all the mailers that you want. And they're they're spending less money. They're showing up on people's phones, people's laptops, people's TVs. They're showing up on YouTube, on Facebook. They're, they're showing leveraging up psychology. Four times. Yeah. They're and qualifying they're these people. Exactly. They're understanding if they're actually interested so they can target the right people. And again, double down on those people that are the right ones, right? And think about this. This is something not a lot of uh, people that we've encountered have thought about. They've been amazed by this when we tell them. People who like your Facebook page, for example, mm. Dentist A's page, Joe's Facebook. Mm. I, I like Joe's Facebook. Ah, but then 
Bob over here. <laughs> Bob sees that I like Joe's Facebook page, so Bob slams me with ads. Now I go like Bob's practice, and I become a patient. Yeah. A Bob. Mm. Even though I was already interacting with Joe. Yeah. The thing is, is your competitors, they can target your patients. That's the yeah. scariest thing is is if you're not, you right know. For your... yeah, I, think all, I think all healthcare professionals should understand that they're in a competitive market. The healthcare industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. So there is cash out there everywhere. And, you know, there's competition. Other healthcare professionals are looking to take patients from other healthcare professionals. Mm -hmm. Because there is, you know always a market and there's always people searching for a place and if i can be if i can get there before you faster than you like i said faster than you better than you and i can get there and consume this patient in a sense or this prospect and show them so many ads or show them you know a funnel that is irresistible that leverages psychology i mean they're gonna come walking in my door in you know a week mm -hmm. and you're you know the other healthcare professional is going to be sitting there going man where are all my patients? Yeah. They're all getting shown ads by, you know, Bob. Bob down the street. Yeah, Bob's dental. You know, <laughs> what are Dan's dental. You know, I love it. Whatever the case may be, understanding that you need to create a system to be able to leverage psychology. You don't want to be that digital clipboard salesperson. You don't want to go out, you know, the guys like for, I know, Liberty Insurance or, you know, something dressed up like a Statue of Liberty, twirling the sign out on the corner. Or the, you know, guys for Little Caesars dancing on the corner. <laughs> I mean, that's traditional marketing, and it's kind of dead, in my opinion. What do you think yeah. about that? No, most definitely think some of it's dead. Um, but that's an entire other podcast right there. I don't want to even dive into that. <laughs> so really what this, this whole episode is, I know we kind of crammed a lot in this episode, but I hope you're able to get value out of it and fit it into your morning commute, your evening commute, or your midday snack time. Um, understanding psychology out there. You can use it to your advantage. You should mm. use it to your advantage. Yes. Um, and, you know, it gives every healthcare professional a competitive edge. You're almost hacking a person's brain. I mean, it's, it's really dangerous if you think about <laughs> it. You see all these movies with, you know, all these sci-fi movies of psychology and hacking the brain and all this. You know, I know there was one out there called Lucy, mm. where she took this pill and could use 100% of her brain or whatever. <laughs> That's kind of what it feels like to, to be able to leverage psychology because, in, like Connor said, cognitive biases. Yeah. But, but using these to your advantage, you know, just because you're a business owner doesn't mean that you can't. No. Yeah. And I think it's important that you should yeah. use psychology to your advantage. Well, anyway, I hope that you guys have a fantastic, beautiful rest of your day, afternoon, night, middle of the night, you know, owl time, whatever. <laughs> Whatever the case may be, yes. uh, please make sure to subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to leave us a review. We would love to respond to reviews and reach out to you to personally thank you. But it would mean a lot to us because we are you know, striving to change the entire healthcare marketing industry and really provide enormous amounts of value to every healthcare practice professional. Yeah. So uh, like I said, feel free to subscribe if you want to stay tuned for the hottest marketing <laughs> healthcare content that there exists on the face of the earth. And it. we'd be happy to connect with you if you can lend any advice, tips, tricks, and or experiences yeah. to the podcast. Most definitely. Thank you guys. We appreciate it. Take care.